It's the Big Baseball Podcast with Kyle and Drew Charters. We enter the last weekend of the Big Ten season with a lot to be decided, including the league champion. Five teams still have a chance for that claim and the field for the conference tournament. I'm Kyle Charters. Drew Charters here as well for the Big Baseball Podcast. What a season it's been, huh? Coming down and, man, look, you thought going into last weekend that, you know, maybe Michigan, maybe Michigan just wins it. Yep. Indiana comes back, takes a couple of games against the Wolverines. You thought maybe there'd be some clarity in those seven, eight spots? Wrong. Yeah, not. not at all. So a lot to be discussed. And because of that, we'll go to the man, Chris Webb of 10innings.com, help have him help us break it down a little bit, try to get some insights uh, from uh, the dean of Big Ten baseball coverage and uh, see what he thinks about the top, about the middle, about the NCAA tournament. We'll get all those insights and more. Let's hit our uh, big stories, though, for the week, Drew. And you have to go to Ann Arbor, obviously. Yeah. Indiana taking two of three from Michigan. It gives the Hoosiers an opportunity now this weekend to get a Big Ten championship. Man, but look, after after Indiana won those first two Michigan had to win game three. Yeah. I mean, what a what a weekend it would have been had Michigan got swept at home. At least they salvaged something on the weekend. Yeah, they almost did lose that game three. Indiana held a 5-4 lead in the seventh inning in that game. It went into extra innings, uh, and Michigan ended up winning it on a walk-off. But IU has put themselves in really good position here as they're just a game and a half back of Michigan. They take on Rutgers this upcoming weekend. Michigan with a tough series against Nebraska. Look, Indiana puts up 25 runs against that Michigan pitching staff, mm-hmm. and that Michigan team had also won 13 straight games. So uh, they took care of business. They did exactly what they needed to do uh, and, and put themselves in a really good position here. All right, let's talk uh, a sweep and a big one. Illinois defeating Purdue. Uh, the Illini rallying at all three of those games, including the one on Friday night. The Boilermakers had an opportunity uh, it would have been a big game for Purdue for its reasons to get into the tail end of the Big Ten tournament. But the Illini come back. They win on Friday. They rally, what, from down by a couple of runs in the middle of the game on Saturday. And then they get a Game 3 victory in the evening game on Sunday and take all three of those. The Illini, man, do you that 1-5, that was it, start? through the first couple of weekends yeah. of the Big Ten seems so long ago it, now. It does. And you you look at a team in the Big Ten that's playing their best baseball right now, that team's Illinois. Mm. You know, they're 12-3 and three in their last 15 games. They've won five straight series yeah. uh, in the Big Ten. Uh, they're 18-4 and four at home. Their RPI has jumped up to 21st. So Illinois playing their best baseball right now, and that's obviously the the time to be playing your best baseball. They have played themselves into an NCAA tournament. They're a lock, uh, I believe. I, I, I'm not afraid to say. Uh, and they'll roll into this Big Ten tournament and hope to do some more damage. Okay, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday games across the Big Ten. Then on to the Big Ten tourney in Omaha. I think right now we can say, well, we can't say. <laughs> the math tells us uh, that five teams are in. Yes. Iowa is likely. Now, the... We tried to do. I tried to like figure out the math in like a few seconds. It's I'm not that smart. Uh, it seems I, I was likely in. It would take like you know all sorts of 
voodoo math to, to get the Hawkeyes to be that ninth team somehow. And maybe it's not even possible. Uh, I'm not really sure. They're likely in. But those seven, eight spots still open and only one team's eliminated. That's Penn State. Everybody else still has an opportunity. Now, some teams, it's a little easier than others. They control their own destiny there a little bit. Uh, for some others, like Ohio State, like Purdue, might need a little bit of help uh, in that area. Well, maybe not Ohio State. Ohio State might, uh, you know, they win. Purdue certainly needs, uh, you know, some help. Michigan State needs some help. Uh, but it's, you know, a lot to be decided here going into the last weekend with those last couple of spots. Yeah, just running through the the upcoming schedule here. Rutgers, who's in eighth, has a tough series against IU. IU, obviously something to play for, as we just mentioned. Uh, Maryland, who's ninth, plays Iowa. Iowa, something to play for. Mm-hmm. They want in that NCAA tournament. Right now, I'd consider them on the bubble. Ohio State, ninth, plays Purdue, 10th. Both of those teams fighting for a spot. And then Michigan State comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And they've got a chance for that last uh, and, and final eighth spot to get in the tourney. And, you know, you you know, we talk about all this in the eighth spot in the tourney. What's it mean? What's it mean? And it could mean a lot. Anybody can go on a run. Yeah. Anybody can go on a run and, and win something and, and all of a sudden find themselves uh, you know, in the NCAA well, regional with fighting out with three other teams to move look, on. It's not look, Northwestern two years ago. Yeah. Right. They were the seven seed, I believe made a run to the championship right. game of the big 10 tournament. So it's not inconceivable that you could get hot. All right. You mentioned a couple of those series. Let's run yeah. through these uh, one by one uh, Michigan at Nebraska. I mean, look, both these teams have an opportunity at a big 10 crown Uh, Michigan, the inside track here, but these games are in Lincoln. I don't think this is going to be an easy series for the Wolverines. And look, Nebraska's not out of it either. They're one of those five teams that could still pull this thing out. Yeah, there's three teams that are setting 13 and 8 in the Big Ten. Nebraska's one of those who has an opportunity. If they sweep the series this weekend, they've got an opportunity to win the Big Ten. Michigan needs to win two of three because they've got IU lurking behind. Yeah, and that series, Indiana welcoming in. Rutgers so you know you would think Indiana would have the advantage there so the possibility of a sweep against Rutgers though we know the Scarlet Knights can pitch it a little bit so you know maybe they pull out a victory or maybe two there because Rutgers has something they're competing for to get into the Big Ten tournament uh, so we'll see with that yeah, and if you're IU you're the biggest Nebraska fan for a couple games here. You're you're come on Nebraska, pick up a couple of injuries. Wait, wait, wait. Now <laughs> Not, slow down. Yeah, don't, Not don't too sleep. much. <laughs> yeah. So Indiana will be keeping an eye on that Nebraska Michigan series. Minnesota at Northwestern. Northwestern with an edge there in the seven spot right now, but welcoming in a, a difficult opponent in the Golden Gophers for a weekend series. So not everything settled for Northwestern either. Yeah, and Minnesota is playing much much better as of late. They've they've won two straight series in the Big Ten. Uh, so Northwestern really needs to to hold off those trailing teams by picking up a, a victory or two here. Iowa at Maryland. I mean, it's the same story, it feels like, for every one of these yeah, series, yeah, right, yeah. where a team needs some wins to get that last spot. And Iowa, as you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, losing the series last week against Michigan State needs to come through and probably win this series, if not outright sweep it, to try to solidify that. NCAA resume a little bit. Yeah, tough series uh, last week and disappointing for the Hawkeyes. Certainly, you know, Iowa's a team where you look at the Big Ten standings and you're like, oh, yeah, they're in, but they're not. They technically have not clinched a spot yet. They need a victory. Um, they'll probably get at least one against Maryland, but but really what they're playing for here is 
is uh, to get off that NCAA bubble and hopefully into the tournament. They need to make a run. Illinois at Michigan State. Boy, we spent, how many weeks did we spend? Several. Wondering what was wrong with the Spartans. Right. Well, they solved some of their issues. They did. They're winning some games now suddenly, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is the Michigan State team that we thought we'd see for much of the year. Now, they, man, it's crazy to even say because we wouldn't have thought this even just a couple of weeks ago. But Michigan State, with an opportunity to get in the tournament, you know, maybe they're that team you said that, you know, they get in, get hot, make a run. Uh, it yeah. seems unlikely, but I mean, taking on Illinois at home, the line have been really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was Michigan State? They were like, I'd have to look back and see for sure, but they were either 0 and 9 or 1 and 9 to start the Big Ten season, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And, and now all of a sudden, you know, they're tied with yeah. Purdue and, and have a chance to sneak in in the back end, but. Uh, they'll obviously have a tough task here uh, against an Illinois team who's playing really well. Ohio State at Purdue, same story. Win and get in, right? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, it Purdue needs be. some help. Both, yeah, needs a lot of help. But you've, I mean, it's do or die time. I mean, if there's right. ever a do or die time, it's now. You gotta, I mean, you come to play. Stands to reason that the one team out of conference is Penn State. Uh, they're hosting yeah. Arizona for the week, and the Nittany Lions, of course, not with a chance. They're the one team there. Standing outside, uh, looking in, and it will remain the case as they have the uh, the non-conference games to finish up uh, the regular season. Okay, let's give some awards. Uh, let's start with Big Arm. Who you got? Oh, we'll go through some names here, starting with a reliever who pitched well for IU. Gabe Bierman uh, went three innings in, that? Yeah. in the in the Big Ten series. The Friday game. The Friday game struck, faced nine batters, I believe, and struck mm. out eight of them. Struck the last out, eight. The last eight of the game struck <laughs> him out. What? He also appeared in, in an inning a third of scoreless baseball against Kentucky. So a great weekend for the reliever. Trent Johnson pitched well for the Boilermakers against Illinois. Uh, Andy Fisher for Illinois. Yeah, same uh, game. Those two matched up. Game. It was a good game. Uh, Went into extras. Mitchell Tyransky has been solid in the past three or four weeks uh, mm-hmm. for Michigan State. Had another great outing. Grant Judkins for Iowa. Uh, Joshua Joshua Colliver, who we haven't mentioned much this season, uh, pitched well for Minnesota, five and two-thirds. It didn't go very long, but just gave up two hits, four strikeouts uh, for the Golden Gophers. Hunter Parsons in there again as a nominee with eight strikeouts. Uh, this week, we will give the award, though, to Seth Lonsway. Uh, from Ohio State, he got a 2-0 victory over Penn State. Lonsway went eight innings, just gave up five hits, no runs. He struck out 13 yeah. while only walking one. So Lonsway sort of ran away with it there, although he had some good outings uh, throughout the Big Ten. All right, big bat. Man, there was no one here that just sort of jumped off the page, right? Yeah, not really. Uh, just, uh, you know, a lot of guys played well, you know, hitting around that 400, you know, uh, mark, maybe a little higher, closer to that Closer to that 500 mark, but not very many home runs. Yeah. Uh, not very many runs scored. It seemed in the big in the Big Ten overall compared to some other weeks. Um, Zach Taylor hit a walk off home run for Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big man. Dom Canzone had two more home runs for Ohio State, yep. uh, but he just had five hits on the whole week. Um, Miles Lewis had a big hit in uh, the comeback victory for Michigan, so yeah. he had a good weekend. Cole Barr and Elijah Dunham for IU both had good weekends, hitting over 400. Barr had six RBIs, a home run, and three doubles. Uh, Dunham had four doubles and a home run on the weekend. Uh, But we'll head to Michigan State and uh, give the big bat this week to Royce Ando. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily because of 10 hits. Royce had 10 hits on the week. They played in five games. He had 555 on the on the week. Two runs scored, five RBI, and a couple of doubles for Ando. So congratulations to our award winners for the week. Okay, we have questions, lots of them. We have questions about who will win this league, who will get into the NCAA tournament, what teams will fill out those last couple of spots in the Big Ten tournament in Omaha. Nobody better to help us answer those than Chris Webb of 10innings.com. We'll bring him in next as we'll break it down. You're listening to the Big Baseball Podcast, a production of 1017 The Hammer. And we welcome in Chris Webb of 10innings.com, the dean of Big Ten baseball coverage. Hey, Chris, thanks for coming on the podcast. The second time, you're the first two-time guest here on the Big Big Baseball Podcast. You know, that's an honor. You know, first, it was an honor to be the first guest, but then uh, so there'd be enough confidence and trust to come back a second time. I think that's <laughs> probably the, the the trump card there. So, no, you guys have done a great job all year. and just more than I'm um, happy to share my knowledge and insight and continue what's been a really good thing, I think, for not only Big Ten Baseball, but college baseball in itself, the work you guys are doing. Hey, Chris, appreciate that uh, greatly, certainly. Hey, it's been a good season with uh, one weekend to go, and man, there is a lot still to be decided in the Big Ten, both at the top and at the bottom. Let's start at the top. That was a great series between Michigan and Indiana. I mean, the Hoosiers did what they needed to do in the first couple of games, really could have put themselves in a good position had they gotten that Game 3 victory. But Michigan sort of with its back up against the wall a little bit got the win in extra innings, and it sets up what should be a pretty good weekend. Yeah, it should, and I I was really interested in seeing how that Michigan-Indiana series played out. Um, You know, Obviously, it was one thing where you look at the standings and you see Indiana at the top, and they had a chance to move in the first place, and you know, if Michigan can hold them off. But I think if you look into some of the storylines, there there's three things that I was really really curious in the following. And and one, um, that was Michigan's first series against a winning conference team since Ohio State's series they lost. So, unfortunately, with Michigan losing, they still have yet to beat a Big Ten team with a winning record um, in a weekend series. So I say that just because the last probably four or five years now, unfortunately, Michigan, they started out really hot. You know, they've had mm-hmm. really good, Aprils and Marches, but the last few years they just have tailed off into May. And I was wondering if that style, if that trend would kind of reverse, knowing that Michigan's two toughest series will be the last two series of the year. And you know they've been ranked in and out this year. They've been atop the conference. They've swept, I think, four series now. So um, they're really their first true tough. I was curious to see how they handled it, and they failed, I guess, in a sense of having to lose the weekend. But I mean, you know, all three games. All three games were pretty close there. That first one ended up being closer, probably with the score um, indicated. But um, you know, on the Indiana side, I was really curious to see how they would fare that Saturday game against Henry Henry. Looking at Indiana's, you know, year and their makeup, they're very left-handed hitting dominant. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Lloyd and Grant Richardson, those guys. Where Tommy Henry, now for the most part, he's probably the best pitcher in the Big Ten. So I was really curious to see how Indiana would handle a left-handed pitcher. Um, we saw them with the week before get shut down by Andy Fisher at Illinois. Shabiazi shut them down for Penn State. Mitch Haransky from Michigan State had a good weekend against them. So if there's been kind of one chink in the armor of Indiana, it's been that they've been susceptible to left-handed pitching. And they just threw that completely out the window this weekend by hanging seven runs on Tommy Henry. So um, it was a very competitive series. Um, you know, even though Michigan did drop the weekend series, there was some fight in them. Um, you know, I think they got to Tanner Gordon a little bit more than I you know, would have thought there in later innings. Um, Paul Mitchell was really tough as well, but um, yeah, that was that was a great kind of I guess teaser for what's going to be in a really <laughs> upcoming 
weekend of what should be the series from top to bottom, a really tight, contested series with a lot of line for, I think, every single club at this point. Yeah. There's still five teams that can win at least a share. Now, there's some fuzzy math there involved a little bit, but uh, still five teams that are competing for the opportunity to win a title. Now, two of them uh, clearly a, a little bit ahead of the rest of those three. But how do you handicap Michigan and Indiana? Because even though the Wolverines are up by, what, a, a game and a half in the standings, you could build an argument that Indiana might have the edge there, right? I mean, Michigan going to Nebraska, Indiana against Rutgers, Michigan probably needing to win two of three, definitely needing to if Indiana sweeps the Scarlet Knights. So how do you handicap those two teams this weekend? You know what? I, I'm going to throw you a curve here, and I'm going to say, actually, you got to consider Nebraska, too. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Nebraska has the head-to-head factor with, with Michigan, and if they can go you know, three for three, um, they need some help, obviously, with, with Indiana having the, the one-game head lead of them. But I think with Indiana, we talked about the left-handed pitching there. they got to face two really strong left-handed pitchers and Rutgers with Harry Rutkowski and Tevin Murray. Yeah. So I don't think by any means Indiana is, is you know, a, a lot to win the weekend. I'm here with Nebraska. Hey, it's got it's in their court. If they can go three for three against Michigan, and they're coming off a really big weekend last week by taking Arizona State, um, and Michigan's obviously on a bit of a downturn. And Michigan has a pretty tough midweek comp, uh, midweek contest against Kentucky. So, um, you know, between those two, I, I think you know Indiana probably can just with the way the math works out. Um, they might have the upper hand as you allude to, but I would also keep Nebraska right there, just knowing they had the head to head this week against Michigan. The momentum factor, and then I, you know, in the end, they probably, I, I think they're going to have a tough weekend than maybe people expect on paper mm-hmm. with having Rutgers come to Bloomington. Yeah. So you're going to call your shot then? Nebraska it is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so what I really wanted to happen, you know, not to pick favorites, but I want total chaos. I want a 14 <laughs> tie at 16 and 8. So it, it's it's possible. <laughs> we need Illinois to um, sweep Michigan State, Minnesota to sweep Maryland. But yeah. Um, you know, I guess gun in the head. If you said, "Hey, you know, pick a pick a champion," I I'd probably go with Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rutgers. You know, I think they're going to be very a formidable um, foe. Just the bullpen depth isn't there. Um, before you get to Brito, uh, the bats aren't quite there, and um, Indiana, Indiana can never be. They're never out of a game just with the power they have in their lineup. Um, so I do think they take care of business at Rutgers. Maybe just a little closer than people expect. And I truly see Nebraska running with their momentum they got last week. Um, and again, I just think that Michigan just—they haven't done well against um, a legit um, competitor the entire weekend, right. uh, be it Indiana or Ohio State. You know, they ran out three really start, really good starting pitchers. Um, you know, at, at, at Michigan last month. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be just another year, unfortunately, for Eric Backage to kind of kick that the monkey off his back. And I do think um, it's kind of a storybook year for Jeff Mercer his first year that Indiana wins yeah. the Big Ten. All right. So, have you worked out the math? On who the one seed is, if we have a four-way tie, probably not. No, no, no. no. It's, yeah. I, I think it goes kind. Well, it goes kind of record um, between the teams that are tied. Right. Well, after head-to-head, but I don't think all four of those teams have not played each other. Um, yeah. So kind of record, and there's something weird about the RPI. So we'll figure no, that. I, we'll figure that yeah, out we'll if it comes it. to that point. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So maybe even a more difficult question than who wins the whole thing is who fills those last two spots. Now Northwestern has. Uh, an edge on the rest of the field, I think, uh, for that seven spot. Uh, but what happens at eight? There's basically everybody, what well, everybody but Penn State is is eliminated there. So you know, there's a you know Purdue, Ohio State, uh, heck, throw Michigan State 
into the mix. Who would have yeah. thought that? Uh, they've rallied here that. over the last couple of weeks, last three weeks, really. Uh, Rutgers. Uh, so who gets uh, – I mean, I guess if you throw Northwestern in, which might be a question, but who gets those seven, eight spots, you think? Yeah, you know, I, Northwestern obviously has the edge by being 10 and 11, you know, a game and a half up there of, of ninth place, but um, – all a game up in ninth place. Half a game ahead of Rutgers there for eighth, but – you know, I, what's really fascinating for me about Northwestern weekend is that they're facing a Minnesota team that seems like they're starting to get it together. Um, and they're also getting Patrick Pedersen back into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he started last week against Maryland. So, you know, th- I think that Minnesota-Northwestern series looks a little different than it would have maybe three or four weeks ago. Um, but I think they still do have the edge. You know, they're going to – I think what's really been on the radar this year is just how – not necessarily complete, but how competitive they are in, in – hitting and, and pitching. Now, sometimes it's not there together, but, you know, they've been able to develop an ace and, and Ryan Bader there at the top of the rotation. So, um, you know, I think they're going to have a competitive series, but I think Minnesota's going to take that series from Northwestern to game mm-hmm. one. So that's, you know, going to put Northwestern at 11 and three, or say 11 and 13. And I do think the Rutgers has come up just a bit short with Indiana. I think they're going to take a game there, um, but um, that's still going to leave them a game and a half short. So I think that eighth spot to come down to the winner of this week in between um, Purdue and Ohio State. Um, I, I know Purdue, you know, here in May hasn't been quite as strong as in, as April and the late parts of March. But Ohio State's been a very, very streaky team. Um, there's been a lot of runs of five-game winning streaks, four-game losing streaks, yeah. one another five, down four. So um, they also had their ace, Garrett Byrne, leave Friday's game entered. So big question mark there. Um, Seth Lonsway has a lot of strikeouts, but – the control hasn't always been there. Um, so, you know, it's not a given that, you know, a guy with the raw talent to be able to get the job done on top of the, the rotation. So, you know, it's – and, heck, you know, just I know the, the way Watts coaches those guys up, there's going to be a lot of emotion, you know, senior day, um, final weekend, and, you know, guys want to continue their career. So, I'm, I'm actually really interested to see how this Ohio State produced series play out, plays out, and I think the winners want to get that eighth spot to go into Omaha next weekend. Wow. All right, it'll be interesting to watch, certainly. Uh, you know, Purdue competed against Illinois – but that's an Illini team that I think just sort of has uh, an undefinable ability to figure out ways to win, I think. And, and we certainly saw that over the weekend in Champaign. They trailed, Illinois did, in all three of those games over there in frigid temperatures for the middle of May. Uh, but uh, we're able to get victories. All right, so what's your, either positive or negative here, what's your biggest surprise that you've seen during the Big Ten season? Uh, the biggest surprise, I guess you could also look at it as a negative. I, I've been pleasantly surprised as how strong Penn State's pitching staff has been. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Nim has done a great job. You know, they do. A, they were able to roll out Biazzi, Eric Mock, um, Connor Larkin, uh, Bailey Dees. I mean, I think any other year with that type of pitching staff, they're at least a top six team in the Big Ten. Um, I guess they're just unfortunate they just have not been able to figure out a way to score a run, two runs here and there. Um, you know, for them being 14, four and 18 in the Big Ten, but 16 of those losses have been like two runs or less. I mean, that's just mind blowing. Yeah. But, um, I think you have to give your, your tip your cap to what that pitching staff has done. They've been in every single weekend, every single ball game. So, um, I thought that, you know, they may play spoilers here in May, you know, with knocking records maybe down a bit or Ohio State a bit. Um, they did get a, a game between those two clubs that those two team clubs probably wish they had in their back pocket now, but um, that's I, I think for the most part, the Big Ten's played out as expected. Um, you know, I think Purdue, just maybe offensively, just hasn't been quite there um, on paper, but they did lose some big bats last year, so 
you know, with McGowan and Delisandro. So mm-hmm. maybe some natural regression there, but um, I, I, maybe I guess the biggest of the point was just how bad Michigan State was for the first two months. I mean, it, it got to the point where it was yeah, four and twenty six. And then you look now, it's like they won the last three Big Ten series. So it's like, you know, what happened? But um, that would probably be the, the one disappointment. It's just I, I thought on paper Michigan State would be a, a little better that front half. They did play a tough, you know, tough knock conference like went to Arizona State, a couple games down against North Carolina State. Some tough competition there. But, uh, you know, when you have the rotation that they have with Erla, Makba, um, Indigo Diaz, the big Juco transfer, I thought that they would compete, honestly, for a top three spot in the Big Ten just – Seeing that, then on paper at the plate, Bikina, Gleaves, um, Bryce Kelly, but um, you know, just for whatever reason, didn't work out this year. Um, then uh, on the positive, um, to not be you know, a total downer. Um, <laughs> I think I've been most impressed with that, like you mentioned, that ability that Illinois has had. You know, I think that going into the year, you, you saw a veteran team, you saw a pretty complete rotation. Um, I don't think anybody saw Garrett Acton being a you know the closure that he has. You know, one safe side of the Big Ten record. But um, just, yeah, they just have this ability to go into the 11th inning and not sweat, not panic, um, go to the last at bat, get it done, or have Acton come out and close a tight ball game. So I think that's some resiliency there that, you know, I, it, I think it may go back to last year where they maybe felt a little jaded that they weren't in the big, or they weren't in the state tournament, you know, one of those last teams out. And it's yeah. kind of like, hey, you know what, we're just going to take it out of their hands and we're going to get the job done this year. And that um, mentality, that MO, whatever you want to call it, um, it's like you mentioned, it's it just found its way to bubble up pretty much every single weekend for them to win these key, critical, tight games. Talking to Chris Webb of 10innings.com. Okay, so award winners. Who uh, often, I think, in the Big Ten, there is a clear pitcher of the year. Um, and maybe you feel like there is one this year, but I, I don't know that there necessarily is. Who wins pitcher of the year? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I did. I think it's honestly going to go down to this weekend. Um, yeah. Just when you look at how close those, some of those guys are in ERAs, you know, you can have a six inning five run out and it's solid, get some job done, and you go from second to seventh in the ERA. There's so many people <laughs> you know, between that two and kind of that two point seven five mark. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where do you fall back on you know a good player and a good team, or do you have to consider Biazzi at Penn State, who you know has been pretty lights out, you know, the yeah. always strike on numbers there, but they're in last place. Um, you know, I heard their argument this week, unless for the Michigan and Indiana series, um, you know, he's up there. I think you have to consider Kevin Murray's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan probably, at this point, I think Jeff Crystal has been the best pitcher for them right. the entire year, which um, at some at one point it was Henry in the coffin, now Crystal. So, you know, I hate to be that guy, but I think that, that race is a little too close to call. It's just um, want to see how this last weekend plays out, how those guys fare. Um, even, you know, Andrew Solfring may be in that mix too. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun one to see just who gets that final last good start and then how the coaches vote on, on the pitcher of the year. Jordan Brewer for player of the year. Jordan, yeah. Just, it's, I think if Michigan wins, if they, if they hold on to the lead, I think you got to go with Jordan Brewer. Um, I think the year that Dominic Canzone had has been amazing for Ohio State, oh, yeah. especially, you know, batting lead off and not having the protection that, you know, Brewer has with, um, the the depth that Michigan has their lineup relative to Ohio State, so you know I think to be a, it's a two horse race between those two. Um, if you're looking for a dark horse, maybe Matt Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the average for him is a little low, but those 15 home runs, you know, it's, it's hard to that, turn an eye to. Um, so yeah, but I think at the end it's going to be um, 
Jordan Brewer, especially if, if you know Pins- or Purdue gets that series, lose Ohio State out of the Big Ten tournament. Um, just one more feather for um to go to in Jordan Brewer's cap and to give him the kind of that, that clinching nod. So, um, so yeah, I think you are going to see Jordan Brewer the Big Ten Player of the Year. So, uh, regular season wraps up Saturday onto the Big Ten tournament, then in Omaha next week, and then the NCAA tournament. So, let's see, Indiana's in right to the field. Illinois, you would have to imagine. I, you know, Michigan, it was interesting what you said about Michigan's schedule. I, I mean, I think the Wolverines have got to be in. Uh, that schedule is a little bit soft-ish, I think. Um, Iowa, Nebraska, could could the Big Ten get five teams in? What do you think? So so I think the, the first two, you know, I think everybody agrees on that. You know, Indiana, Illinois, they're, they're in. Um, I, would, I would actually have Nebraska as the third team in. Mm. Um, and the reason why, just I think there is actually precedent to be very cautious with Michigan. Um, you go back two years ago, 2017, Michigan, they had a 42-1 year, but they were the last team in the tournament, as an at-large. Um, and I know back then they didn't have the toughest schedule. Um, you look right now, I think they are 3-7 and seven against RPI top 50 teams. They haven't won a series against a team in the top 50. Um, they do have the, probably the best win of anybody being UCLA. Um, the RPI number one team, but just you look at the strength of schedule, the non-conference RPI, just there's just a lot there. I'm just I'm not quite confident. I'm confident in, and their RPI is not in a slam dunk area either. So, um, so I, I do think they need they need to do some work. Um, I think they need to win this weekend against Nebraska as they stay in state um, to at least get a win in the Big Ten tournament. Um, if they go one and two this weekend, zero and two, it's that's a very very tight rope they're walking there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nebraska, just with the strength of beating Arizona State, they had yeah. a um, solid non-conference win earlier against Baylor. Um, I think Nebraska's in. And then that 15 being Iowa, um, losing to Michigan State does definitely hurt them. They do have a, another chance to rebound, though, this week. And I haven't mentioned Maryland as far as being one of the teams in the mix for the Bacon tournament. But I think just a great color coach and ball club, they're back against the wall. I think Illinois or Iowa's going to handle that series. Um, yeah. And it's also, I think, a tough matchup for Maryland just with, uh, you know, Judkins and those guys that Iowa can roll out against the turf. So um, I, I think Iowa is – they're at least they need to sweep this weekend and then kind of reevaluate where they are. But I think Iowa's training towards needed to win the Big Ten tournament. So um, – and they'll, I think we're probably going to see four Big Ten teams into the NCAA tournament. Um, I do think Iowa can somehow draw up some magic and, and make a run in, in Omaha. Um, but I think it's more likely we're going to see Michigan again, one of those last four teams in by the skin of their teeth. And, yeah. I mean, at that, and at that point, once you're in, you're in. And they do have the rotation and do some damage. But um, just, yeah, the, the metrics, the resume for the, the Wolverines this year just hasn't quite been as strong as the record indicates. Right. Hey, Chris, appreciate your time as always. Absolutely. No, um, I, you know, I appreciate what you guys have done um, for the conference, for the sport. Um, it's been a great listen week in and week out. Uh, kudos for you guys and the coaches you have and sharing some insight. You know, it's uh, definitely the conversation continues to be on the rise. As we mentioned, you know, five teams potentially in the big day tournament again. So um, the spotlight is deserved. It's needed. And you guys have done a great job with it. So thank you. It's a pleasure as always. Means a lot coming from you, Chris. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your time as always. We'll take a break. We'll be back here in just a moment with more on the Big Baseball Podcast. And thanks to Chris Webb of 10innings.com for coming on the Big Baseball Podcast. Kyle back here with Drew. Let's hit our lineup, the nine topics we are talking about. 
going into the final regular season weekend. And let's hit topic number one. The Huskers respond. And now Nebraska with an opportunity to win a Big Ten championship as they welcome in Michigan for the weekend. Let's start, though, with the Huskers responding. After they lost the series to Northwestern, they drop game one of their series against Arizona State, but get a couple of victories, a couple of nice wins against those Sun Devils. Yeah, Arizona State's offense is really good. They're ninth in the NCAA in batting average. They're fifth in hits, seventh in runs, second in home runs behind IU. They're two behind IU. Uh, so great series for Nebraska. They got three home runs in game three to win that rubber game. Uh, and now they set, you know, 13 and eight. Like, so what, what do you think about Webb? He, I mean, he likes Nebraska he a likes little him. bit as sort of the uh, the outsider there, yeah. setting there, taking on Michigan this weekend. It's certainly an an interesting thing to look at. You know, all the focus yeah. is sort of on Michigan-Indiana here, and here comes Nebraska sneaking up behind, mm-hmm. you know, not in the Big Ten last week, taking on the non-conference series, so sort of just lurking. sitting, sitting yeah. idle and lurking, and they've got a good shot here. I like what Webb you know, had to say about Indiana against the left-handed pitching and maybe a tough series against Rutgers. So who knows? Let's hit topic number two. The Gophers are in Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament. Minnesota wins two of three against Maryland to lock in to a spot. So this is a Minnesota team, you know, that a lot was picked uh, to win the Big Ten. Uh, Won the tournament last year, had so much to replace. This year, they've sort of been up and down, but they get two or three against Maryland to get back in. Yeah, they're playing so much better now. They're 6-1 and one in their last seven games. That's since that long 18-inning game, so they've been playing very well. They're back to 500. They have not been 500 since game number two this season. Uh, yeah. I think the question is, can they, you know, they're, they're locking the Big Ten tourney. Can they make a run here? Can they be one of those teams that's playing their best baseball right now in the season? And can they be that team that makes a run? Fredrickson's back in the weekend rotation. Yeah. Uh, and he pitched well, four and two-thirds uh, this weekend, just a couple of hits given up and, and a run. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on him. Max Meyer left the game after five batters rolled an ankle, so something to watch going in yeah. to this weekend. All right, let's hit topic number three. We asked Webb to do it. Let's try to make some predictions here as well. Uh, not easy to do. Who wins the Big Ten? I'm going to go Michigan. Uh, I'm going to stick with the leader at the top right now. Uh, I know they have a tough series against Nebraska, uh, but I think they they can they can get it done and, and finally you know get one of these good series victories on the season and improve their resume overall a little bit too. Indiana sweeps, they win the Big Ten. Now they, they you know that's not all that needs to happen, but Indiana sweeps what and then Nebraska takes two of three from Michigan. Indiana is. The title winner, right? Do I have that math right? Yes. I'm going yeah, to go with yes. I believe you. <laughs> uh, so I think that's the scenario because I think Nebraska will have trouble sweeping Michigan. But Indiana at home with that offense, I know you know the pitching matchup, maybe with the couple lefties for the Scarlet Knights, might give IU a little bit of trouble, but I'll take Indiana. All right, so quickly here, player and pitcher, because I think these are, these are difficult. So if Indiana wins, I think you have to look at Matt Lloyd. Home run leader, tied for the RBI lead. I think that is 
a possibility for Big Ten Player of the Year. I think it's hard not to give it to Dom Canzone. He, you know, his yeah. stats are unbelievable. He leads or second or third in almost every offensive category. RBI, obviously the thing where he's 11th in the Big Ten, but he's a leadoff batter. You can't expect him to have, uh, you know, the lead in the Big Ten in RBI. So uh, I'd go I'd go Canzone, even though Ohio State's, uh, you Jordan know, not Brewer? towards the top. Jordan Brewer's up there. Absolutely. All right, topic number four, Ben, and clean up for us today, NCAA resumes. Nebraska helped itself over the weekend. Illinois did. Indiana. Uh, Michigan. What do you – Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting, you know, Webb's point about, about Michigan here, and if you look at their RPI, you know, is okay, borderline a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, Iowa probably needs to help itself. So, what do you think? Yeah, Michigan RPI at 42 right now. I, you know, sort of tying back to what, what, what Webb was talking about there in the interview is, did they do enough early on in the season to, yeah. to improve their strength of schedule? They beat UCLA, which is huge. UCLA is is, is a really good team. That's probably the the best win in the Big Ten out of anybody. Um, so I guess we'll see. I, I think a lot of it will come down for Michigan to this series this weekend. Up. Yeah, how, they how do they up? finish up? Uh, Iowa is a, a big thing. They uh, unfortunately disappointing weekend, losing two to Michigan State. That dropped their RPI nineteen places. Yeah. Uh, so they're down to number seventy nine on the RPI 79. now. Seventy nine. Yeah. It's just I'm not sure uh, they're going to have to do some do some work here yeah. in the remaining weekend, and then probably into the Big Ten tourney to to hop back onto that bubble. They were in and uh, a lot of projections uh, nationwide last week, but. Unfortunately, I think the Michigan State series now put them out. Yeah, still some baseball to be played, so we'll see how all that comes together. Topic five, in and out. An unfortunate injury for the Illini last week. Ben Troike will miss the rest of the season. Broke his thumb. Yeah, that's tough. For that middle infield, that middle infield, you know, it's been a lot discussed with Michael Massey and and Ben Troike. uh, Very good. They're in the tops in the nation in some defensive categories is Illinois. How many games they end up playing together? Less than ten. Yeah, I don't know how many because because Comia, uh, Brandon Comia, who's filled in for both those guys, mm-hmm. filled in for Massey was injured at the beginning of the year. He was able to DH, but he was not Back playing injury, the field yeah. at the beginning of the year. And now Troike out, so Comia. Now Comia, you know, he's a freshman. He's hitting two fifty two. He's got a couple of home runs, fifteen yeah, RBI, bad. six errors on the season. So not bad. Uh, a nice little fill in for the youngster there. Yeah. Uh, a guy who probably looking at the you know, roster and, and he's a freshman saying, well, I'm behind these two, you know, all Americans. I'm probably not going to play very much here this season. And he jumped in and, and has played well for the fighting line. Uh, ben Nissel returned for the Boilermakers, at least returned for one game to start, then did not play the next day. So we'll see how the Boilermaker is going forward. There was another big, uh, well, departure injury, what do we know? Yeah, we'll we'll check the status of Garrett Burhan, the freshman pitcher for Ohio State, who's been solid uh, this season. Left left the Friday start there, uh, just after three innings, gave up six hits. We're not exactly sure what the deal is, is with yeah. him or the status. Um, but I'll be at that game, uh, you know, calling the game this weekend. Uh, so we'll see if he is named the Friday starter against the Boilermakers here in West Lafayette. And of course, Meyer rolling that ankle. We expect that he will be. Fine and uh, good to go. I'll mention Ryan Feynman, too, for uh, IU. Catcher for IU left the game in the 10th inning, uh, that game number three. So uh, interesting to see the status of him moving forward as well. Can I jump backwards? When, when our predictions, did I jump right through pitcher? Yes. Did, 
Well, maybe you should have because we have no idea. I have no yeah, clue. I, I I assumed you jumped right through it because the answer is <laughs> the answer is is I don't know. You've got you know you've got Meyer, you've got Tommy Hendry, and Meyer. You got to mention uh, moving into the starting rotation. He is not a starter originally. He yeah. he was a closer last year at 16 saves as a freshman. Moves into the starting rotation, but you've got the Michigan pitchers Henry Kaufman, Broke Riswell in there, Grant Judkins from Iowa, Tevin Murray, and then Dante Biazzi, who. You know, is pitched very well for Penn State, but you know, did Penn State do enough to uh, get him that award? Who knows? Are, are we out? Because I batted out of order. Is that how that works? Yeah, you're out. You're out. out. Yeah, you should play right. the hit the. You're Can, out. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw that in. <laughs> Post production, we'll throw it in. Uh, so where am I here? Uh, six. Yes. Topic number six. Batting in the sixth spot. Uh, Northwestern wins its second straight series. It's getting some surprise pitching performances, I think, here in the second half of the Big Ten. And Northwestern now in the driver's seat to get into the Big Ten tournament. It's been a nice recovery for Spencer Allen's crew. Yeah, they've won two straight Big Ten series now, so they are holding on tight to that playoff <laughs> spot. Have a tough series against Minnesota, but it's but it's in Evanston, uh, so that's good going for them. Uh, and they might not have to face Max Meyer. We never know, you know, who knows if yeah. he'll be back. We'll keep an eye on that. But, uh, you know, a couple of breaks there for Northwestern possibly to hang on to that spot. Northwestern up, Rutgers down. Scarlet Knights uh, had swept Michigan State, then took two of three from Purdue. They were rallying, and since, not so good. Yeah, just two and six since in the Big Ten. Uh, but now they're in eighth place. They're still right there. You know, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're just get in. Absolutely not out of it. But they've got you know a, obviously a really tough series uh, against Indiana uh, here with you know Indiana wants a Big Ten championship, so they're going to be they're going to be on it. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what Rutgers can do. But they really you know haven't positioned themselves very well late here. All right, bubble talk for the Big Ten tournament. Two of five. Name the five for me. Two of them will get in. Yeah, two of the five. Northwestern, Rutgers. Maryland, Ohio State, Purdue, Purdue. and Michigan State. We'll still <laughs> two of the six. Two of I the can't six. count. Let's go back to math here. Two of the six will okay. get in. Uh, so obviously, you know, Northwestern <laughs> in the seventh spot hosts Minnesota. We'll review these series again. Rutgers in eighth plays IU. Maryland in ninth uh, plays Iowa. Maryland just one in six in their last seven Big Ten games. Ohio State plays Purdue. That's the ninth and the tenth spot. Michigan State tied in tenth with Purdue. Will take on Illinois. You know we've talked about this, but Michigan State, the Spartans, have won three straight Big Ten series to at least give themselves an opportunity here to play themselves. There's in. way too much math in this podcast, yeah. <laughs> killing us. What's going on? It is crazy that there are still six teams uh, in contention there at the bottom of the Big Ten. Tells you. Uh, I think how much, how balanced it's been. I mean, there are a couple teams there at the top that are, you know, it, it seems a step above. Uh, but there is, especially in the middle of the Big Ten, and with the unbalanced schedule, uh, you know, a little bit of balance there yeah. for those teams trying to get in. Okay, topic number nine, and as we usually wrap up, what you watching this weekend? Well, I, th- I, I think I'm watching a lot, obviously. There's a lot going on, just chaos everywhere. But Rutgers IU is obviously pretty intriguing to me. For IU, I like the fact not only are they trying to sweep and and get in, but they're also keeping their eye on Nebraska. And, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, hey, uh, let's win some win some games, and then as soon as Nebraska wins a couple games, let's, yeah, pump, let's... pump the brakes a little <laughs> bit. So IU not only playing for themselves and, and trying to beat Rutgers, but they're also got – a corner of their eye out on the Cornhuskers, uh, making sure they don't do anything silly. 
Watching everything, right? Yeah, I mean, everything. yeah. You know, you know, Penn State, Arizona. No offense, but not, not in it, um, and at a conference. So we'll push that aside for now. But the rest of the series, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, will be, excuse me, Ohio State, Purdue will yeah, be uh, intriguing this this weekend yeah. at at Alexander. I mean, can Purdue make a run? Against Ohio State, can Ohio State, a team that you know is good offensively, young, uh, on the mounds, been a little bit up and down, can they finish on an upswing? I mean, there are all such sorts of questions yeah. to uh, to answer there and elsewhere around the Big Ten. All right, uh, it'll be fun to watch, no doubt about it. Fun to break it down as well. Uh, thanks to Chris Webb for helping us out on the show again this week. Uh, love his insights. Uh, does an excellent job of recall on things that have happened weeks ago so we appreciate uh, his time as always all right that'll do it for our show for this week uh thanks to drew charters i'm kyle charters this is the big baseball podcast a production of 1017 the hammer you're out